Uncle John like um yellow cake. <laughs> Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening, Matt Weeks? What's happening? What's up? What's up? What's happening? Welcome. Everyone, welcome to episode number 220, Harry Hog Football, brought to you by David Lee Legal Services in Williamsburg, Virginia. Once again, thanks to David Lee for his continued support of Harry Hog Football. For his continued long-term support. Big Redskins fan. Hey, did you guys see that game last week? Oh, you mean the game where we scored more points than we did the entire 2009 football season? season? Why, I did. (laughs) It was pretty incredible. What did I say before the podcast? It was so nice, I had to watch it twice. I think that was that was your tagline, John. It was so I nice, think I, I heard that from uh, Marty Markowitz originally, the whole New York. It New was York so podcast. nice, I had to watch it twice. I had to watch it twice. Forget about it. Marilyn. Okay. Marilyn, where are you? Hey, dudes, before we get into talking about that game, there was a story that I wanted Josh to tell that we forgot to bring up about the um, Hall of Fame trip. About the Cowboys fan at the ATM? <laughs> oh, dude! Do you want me to preface? We forgot to bring. Yeah, go ahead. Do you want me to preface this? All right, all right. Now, now, normally in any country, be it the United States or any country, you you go up to an ATM and someone says, "Dude, don't use that ATM. It's broken." Not. <laughs> Dude, don't use that ATM. It's broken. Why don't you use my ATM, like some all dodgy, like Eastern European or like African thing or something like that? No, no, no. Like, like you, you know, not. If someone comes up to you and says, "Dude, don't use that ATM. It's broken," and that's the end of the conversation, what are you gonna do? Not use the <laughs> ATM. We'll just leave you that in a moment of silence here to ponder that question. Here we go. Right. Crickets. Cue the crickets. Seriously crickets okay so so we're in line and we're at like the concession stand at the hall of fame Fawcett field there's this atm machine right in the middle of the concessions lines like it splits the windows basically so you can get your money and then go stand in the long line to buy your nine dollar hot dog so basically uh we're standing there in line and we watch some guy using the atm and he turns around and he's like man it just took 80 bucks from me he's like it it gave me a receipt and said that it gave me 80 bucks, but it didn't spit any money out. And he was pissed. What? I mean, he was kicking the machine like it was like, you know, it didn't give him his, his uh, you know, snow caps or, or like dum-dums <laughs> or something like that. I mean, he yeah. was kicking the hell out of that machine. 
Right, right. It was it was obviously out of money, but it still was acting like it was dispensing money. So yeah. up walks this Dallas fan, and what was he? Was he wearing a Dummett jersey? Doesn't really matter. Up, up walks this was. Dallas. I think it was a Romo jersey. <clears throat> up walks this Dallas fan, and we were kind of like, well. All right, we should say something to him. So, you know, out of the kindness, which it was tough to find, the kindness of our heart, we said, dude, you probably don't want to use that machine. It's taking, it's not giving out money. It's just, uh, giving out receipts and it's not, and it's, and it's taking your money from the account, but it's not giving you the cash. And he was like, really? And we were like, we're like, yes. Yeah. Now, now, granted, we're wearing our Redskins stuff and our, our Redskins jerseys and we're like, um, dude, we're not just telling you this because we're Redskins fans and we're trying to screw with you or anything. It really is taking people's, you know, taking people's money. It's not giving yeah, cash. Yeah, we out. were we were completely straight up with the guy. We were like, dude, we're Redskins fans, but we're not messing with you. It, it's just not working. There was a big line, and this guy just lost eighty bucks out of his account. And it's not working, so don't use it. So he says, okay, and he turns back around and he stares at the machine for a minute. And he puts his card in, and he tries to get out. Tw- and he tries to get out twenty dollars. And guess what happened? And, and after about thirty seconds, it spits out a receipt, but no money. And he's like, Shock. "Damn!" He's like, "Damn!" It just, it it just took twenty dollars from me. It's like at first he was going to be like, "Ooh, I was going to get a hundred bucks out," but since those guys told me that, I'll just try it with twenty. Because you know that's okay. I mean. It's, what was the guy's problem? He was just like, well, well, these guys just told me not to use it because it's out of money. I think I'll try it anyway. Dude, he's that kid that's like you put a bit. He's the Willy Wonka kid. What was the kid? Dole, the the first know. one, Gustav, the, 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 the fat, like, chocolate drinking river one. Yes. Yeah, he was like that Gustav on something or other, yeah. Oh, I love the, cho- I love the chocolate. He was like. He's like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Don't do that. And he's like, Well, I warned him. Oh well. Ah, Just another reason why Cowboys fans are idiots. Stupid. So, yeah, yeah. Long story short, Cowboys fan. We told him not to do it. We were totally cool with him, and he just went ahead and did it anyway. And then he had the look about his face, like, Oh my God! It just took my money. Like, I, I oh. can't believe this. I can't believe a machine just took my money. I wish somebody would have told me it would do that. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Ugh. Anyway, moving anyway, on to the preseason game. Moving on to the preseason game. How about that preseason game? I'll tell you, it makes you Fire. realize how it makes you realize how awful the Redskins have been playing in the past couple of seasons. Dude, yeah. We- we haven't scored that many points against the Bills since that Super Bowl where we destroyed them. Well, for those no, of you that were able to watch the broadcast, if you were able to hear, was it Kenny Albert that was on there opposite Joe Mouth of the South Theisman for this game? <laughs> if you were able to hear him say anything, it was, wow, the crowd here is the loudest I've ever heard at a preseason game. Because... Mm-hmm. As you guys know, listening to this podcast, we are hungry for our team to do well. Finally, things look, are looking up. We've got good management. We have a good, we have a good, you know, a manager of the team. We have Alan the Bruce in the in the front office. We have we things look like they're going in the right direction. And and, and yeah, hell yeah, the crowd is cranked up. You know, forty two points 
even though it was against the Buffalo Bills, they still won two more games than we did last year. Guys, I got to say this, and I'm wondering if either of you felt this way. Now, granted, it's our first preseason game, the Bills' first preseason game, but we were playing first team on first team, second team on second team, scrubs on scrubs, however you want to look at it. But I got to say, when when we basically got into well into the third and fourth quarters when we had scrubs on scrubs, uh, you know, out there playing. To me, that felt like I was watching a game from the past couple of years that the Washington Redskins played. Like I don't the know slow if, pace and how um, like people weren't clicking to the ball. Yeah, kind of totally. Saying, Except for that, on offense, we actually ran plays that are designed to get yards. <laughs> well, there was that, but it was just like we couldn't, you know, we had some problems Thanks, on Lord. on our third team or whatever we want to call that scrub unit at this point, uh, connecting, you know, and make, making making those drives uh, actually turn into something. Uh, and it just felt like it has felt for the past few years. And, and it's almost like the monkey house scenario, right, where... You've been in a monkey house. You've been working in the monkey house so long that you just don't smell the stink anymore. And then you leave the <laughs> monkey house, and somebody's like, "Woo, dude, you stink!" And you're like, "What?" And then you realize, "Whoa, I do smell bad." Oh, because you're not smelling the monkey house around you anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like we cleaned out the monkey house, and here we are, and and we're realizing now how bad we've been the past couple of years. Now again. I go back to saying it's the first preseason game. Hopefully, this will turn into a uh, continual string of good fortune for the Washington Redskins as we watch our new front office, as John and Aaron mentioned, and our new personnel on the field start to really click and do their thing. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I was a little concerned about the starting defense. Usually, in preseason, your defense is well ahead of your offense, and... Our defense, the first time or two out, um, they were too aggressive. They were all like running out of their lanes, and they were getting burned. They were playing like a bunch of guys who were very hungry. And, and I, I, I think the best example of what we're looking at right now was last year in Green Bay, where they were going with the three-four defense, and they had a whole bunch of guys, had a whole bunch of defensive ends playing linebacker, who were just like, "crap, I got to roll out in coverage." And I got to try to rush the quarterback and 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 things of that nature, and I, I think the learning curve is a lot steeper for the defense going to the three four. And like I said, we have a lot of guys who are defensive ends: uh, Andre Carter, Arakpo, um, uh, the one man gang, guys like that that are playing Jarman that are going to be playing a lot more linebacker and coverage than they're used to than they were in the yeah. past. And, and and that's gonna make things a lot different for them than they're used to. But I think I think for the offense, a lot of the problems that we've had in the last few years or last at least the Zorn years are focus more than anything else. It's like just focus and pay attention to what the hell you're supposed to do. And of course the offensive line was terrible. But for receivers and guys like that, you just need to focus and look at what you're doing. But yeah. for the defense, they've got a very, very different scheme compared to what the offense is going into this year. And, of course, the offense this year is also led by a veteran quarterback. I think we're going to see what exactly what we saw against Buffalo. Uh, this weekend against the Ravens, we're going to see exactly what we saw against Buffalo. We're going to see the offense 
making bit making good strides and being focused and playing pretty well. And I think we're going to see the defense kind of slow at first and picking up very quickly. I think I think the learning curve for the defense has been very steep. But I think after they finally got their feet wet last week against Buffalo, I think they're going to pick it up really, really fast. They just they just need more. They they need live live bullets. They need the live action mm-hmm. out there to get moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I, what I, I agree with that, John. What I noticed on offense was that our quarterback finally throws it to someone other than the checkoff guy. Dude, Every Aaron, time. tell me what you were telling me the other day on the phone about watching because you saw some of the Raiders' first preseason game with Jason Campbell. What did you see in that game? Um, I didn't see the game. I saw like the okay. highlights on NFL Network, right on. and it looked like the same old Jason Campbell to me, throwing little check down passes and like this going and that dropping and back in the pocket really slow and yeah. doing his his big smooth curl around with his arm kind of thing. Yeah, it looked pretty much like the Redskins of old from what I saw on those. Um, those uh, highlights from the game, yeah. But our offense in Washington, like I love the fact that down there near the goal line, they do what me and you and Josh always yell for to spread out Pound with like the four. Damn ball. Well, well, no, I'm talking about when they spread out on that third down and goal. Oh they yeah, spread like out with play four action. wide receivers, and then you know they don't have they can't keep all the defense in tight, and then they sent the dude, dude over the middle. That's, it, Exactly what has frustrated us as Redskins fans for years, watching Donovan McNabb roll out on third down and elude like one pass rusher, and then it's it's uh, oh it's all the hell at that point because he can just run wherever he wants to and throw it to anyone that can get open. And now we actually have that option. We've dealt with that and been scored on late in the fourth quarter so many damn times in the last like what eight years. Mm-hmm. And now we have someone that knows exactly how to do that against us, doing that for us. I do. You know, have as to long mention. as McNabb can stay healthy with what I think is the biggest flak jacket I've ever seen on a quarterback in the NFL, we're going to be <laughs> in really, really good shape. I do have to point yeah. out that on that run that he got the first down on, Santana he Moss was, was open. And I'm not joking about that flak jacket. That flak jacket looks like it makes him look like he's got like 15 to 20 pounds on his chest. I've never seen a quarterback wear a flak jacket that thick. And that was one of the only things I heard Joe Theismann say that made sense in this game. And, you know, on Joe Theismann real quick, sometimes he's really good and sometimes he's really bad. On preseason games for the Redskins, he's been generally good. But it was really hard to listen to him because he wasn't paying attention to the game last weekend. But yeah. one of the few things he said was that Donovan McNabb looks much lighter than he has in the past, and he's got a lot more basically get up and go. And, you know, two years ago he couldn't have made that run, which made me immediately say two years ago he was, you know, nursing back his knee from his, uh, um, what was it, the MCL and ACL tears. And, you know, he if he can stay healthy, if McNabb can stay healthy, he's going to be – a huge difference maker because he can move the ball and if you roll him out on play action he is fantastic he's not going to throw that dump down Aaron like you said before to someone on like third and five he's not going to throw it down to someone on third and four where someone a, a defensive back is poaching the guy and send it back 78 yards for a touchdown which Jason Campbell did good lord especially against the NFC East 
so many times the last three, four years. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, um, it's time once again for the first of the years. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. The Game Ball Oh Awards. yeah. Game Ball Awards. All right. Who's going first? Hey, we should keep record of this somewhere on our website this year. Of our Game Ball Awards and kicks. Dude, that would that would entire that would uh that wouldn't uh that would mean that we would have to put a lot more effort into this. And we would, we'd have to put effort into it. I can make a little page on there, dude. It'll be called Games and Kicks, and we'll just update it. All right, all right. (laughs) Who wants to go first? Here we go. Josh, you can go first. Oh, it's me. Josh goes first. My game ball is going to Corey Lichtensteiger. Seriously? No. (laughs) <laughs> Although he didn't have a bad game, that's that's actually not bad for if you're looking for like a second teamer. He actually had a decent game. Yeah, he did. The big man, the guard out of Bowling Green, Corey Lichtensteiger. Bowling Green and the um, blue green gas of Kentucky. That's right. Um, man, I mean, actually, there there were a lot of you know shining folks I thought in this, and you know there were some pretty obvious Fine. ones. Stephon um, Higher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Odd body um, with his short hair. I'm going to. Um, I, I don't know. I saw. I'm gonna my game ball this this time around because it's preseason and you know there's there's a lot of options and things and we're gonna be seeing a lot of the same guys all year and I think right now we're still looking at who's actually gonna make this team um, and who did we see that that did some uh, you know something that was worthy of of talking about and. Sure. So I'm going to focus in against what I normally do, uh, which is talk about the defense, and I'm going to move over to the offensive side of the ball and look at the quarterback, uh, the um, excuse me, the running back situation here. Um, as I give this game ball, dude, you're reason, giving it a big stuff, enough lead in. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's good. It's good <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting you guys salivating for this. I'm getting you salivating. Dude, he's uh, cranking no, it up. I'm gonna give my game ball to uh, to Ryan Terrain, nice. um, because for, for a couple of reasons, uh, I thought he had some really nice uh, some really nice runs there, and you know we've got Clinton Portis, Larry Johnson, uh, we've got Willie Parker, and and now you know I'm reading that uh, today that um, Ryan Terrain actually has fallen in the depth chart. He's the number four back is where he's listed at right now. Um, but I, I think whether or not he plays for the Redskins or someone else that he's going to make a, a uh, you know, he has potential to be a, to be a good back um, for us or somewhere else. And, you know, I thought he had some really good runs, so I'm going to give him the game all this week. Um, can I make a comment about that? Yeah. Um. Yeah, Ryan Terrain did play pretty well, and I've been seeing all these articles online about this stupid depth chart. And quite frankly, I'm going to go out on the limb here and say that Shanahan doesn't use the depth chart as who's doing better in the race to make the team. I think it's more like, who am I starting this week so I can get a look at I think you're exactly right right now, because we know for a fact right now that this weekend weekend against uh, the Ravens that we're not going to see Clinton Portis. It's going to be... Uh, I've been arrested four times first, and then it's going to be uh, used to be fast Willie Parker second cut, 
And then uh, Terrain and uh, Keelan Williams are going to be fighting it out for that third spot. Yeah. Well, that's what I was. That's where I was kind of going to was you know yeah. I feel like uh, Portis is a done deal. He's not going anywhere. Um, Portis had know, a great game. Johnson and Parker. Well, you know, we didn't really see those Johnson. guys. I mean, did we see those guys? I don't remember. No, they didn't um, play at all. Those two they will play be at playing all. So, in the game this weekend. I thought that terrain uh, Rex Grossman to uh, terrain exchange worked out really well, um, and you know, and he was impressive. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens with the other guys. So anyway, that's the um, that's the reason for the game ball this week. All right, somebody Ryan else. Terrain. I thought Ryan Terrain was very interesting. He's very stand up. He's very up and down. Like like now, I'm not talking like up north, south, left, right. Um, as far straight as running, up, like, like this direction, Hyatt. his upper body is just straight up like a wall when he runs. It's very interesting. And, right, and right. what we've heard, and, and, and Aaron, I think you and I were talking about this, that Shanahan saw him a few years ago, liked him a lot. He may have drafted him, if I remember. And then he was out for a year with an injury. And this is his first year back coming from actually two injuries. I think he had like an ankle <clears> and a knee or an, an ankle and a hip or something. But this guy, this guy, going back to that same catchword word of the week is he's hungry and he is he's healthy for the first time since 2008. And I think terrain he could be good, but he has a very interesting running style. I've never seen a well, not never, but I haven't seen a running back in quite some time who has that kind of straight up his upper body from like the waist, like the hips and the swivel area in the hips. Straight up, all the way through the top of the head. He's just straight up, all the way down the field. I don't think he's getting right. cut. I I think well, he has a really good chance of being. Well, dudes, Aaron, <laughs> I said the train was going to make the team over fast Willie Parker. We still have to figure out what that bet is over. Well, let's see what let's see how fast Willie Parker does this week before. We, Aaron, well, I, I guarantee, just... I bet you, I could eat wings that are one tenth as hot as the wings that you eat. <laughs> Dudes, let me just let me just touch on one thing, John, so that we can move on to one of your other game balls. Um, I think you're you're correct. I think uh, I think Shanahan must see something in this guy because he did bring him into Denver in 2008. Um, you know, out of out of Arizona State, he was uh, hurt in 2009 and did not play. And here we are, 2010. The uh, Shanahan comes to the Redskins, and here comes Ryan Terrain. So I think that there is something in this guy that Shanahan likes. And uh, to me, so far, he's looked good. And we'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Unlike Shanahan, his I swear, he looks like he has a glass eye. He's really freaking me out in this post-game <laughs> news conferences. Like, he's got that eye of, I'm going to turn you in. He's got like a Medusa eye. It's really creepy. In any event, Aaron, do you want to go? Or do you want me to go? To, uh, go All right, I'll go. I'll go, John. My 2010 first game ball award is going to none other than the player who is making his NFL debut, Mr. Trent Silverback Williams, for a stellar performance in dude, the game. Did you say Terrence, Terrence dude, Trent Darby? Who? Trent Silverback Williams. The beast. Silverback. That dude is a beast. <laughs> dude, I cannot wait to see how he does against, you know, th- in this game he was going against that uh, that Maven guy, the second-year player who was a really big uh, 
draft pick for the Bills last year. Um, so a speed rusher, more of a linebacker size guy, another three four defense going on. I can't wait to see him against the Ravens in the next game to see how he does against a big, like strong defensive end guy that's more of a power rusher and see how he holds that holds that dude off because he, I mean, he was swatting Maven around like he was a bug. <laughs> yeah, he was just toying with that guy. He didn't. I mean, from what I saw, he didn't get close to the quarterback all night. So, yeah, it was pretty stellar. It was better than what I could have imagined in the dude's first um, game. He did have one penalty for lining up, like, off the line of scrimmage, which they never call on the Cowboys. Or on the Steelers in the Super Bowl. On, like, Colin. Yeah, I noticed but, that, dude. I heard he got pounded. <laughs> but anyway, besides that one mistake, he didn't have any false starts or anything. So, yeah. Good job, dude. Yeah, dude, look, job. dude, look pretty solid. I'm excited to see more what's you know what we're gonna get out of him uh, as as we get into some more games here. You know, he might be a quality pick. I'm just saying. I'm just John, saying, what about, dude. What about you, dude? I'm what about just saying? What about you? Did Carlos Rogers really uh, catch your fancy in that game? <laughs> dude, Carlos Rogers, <laughs> Carlos Rogers didn't catch anything, including my fancy. <laughs> um. He almost caught a. Uh, hey, hey! They uh, got burnt. Yeah, we're, but we're going to talk about the game ball here. That's right. Uh, my game ball, and I can't believe I'm going to say this in the first preseason game already, but my game ball goes to Donovan McNabb. Donovan. He was a pretty solid, solid performance there. High a five. few errors, but we can give those up to nerves i guess it it took him a little bit to warm up like the rest of the offense that first series they had they were a little shaky but then they really started to connect and click um he did have that one overthrow out of bounds on that one deep pass where the camera totally didn't follow the play yeah that really made Um, me mad yeah well you know everyone's in preseason form aaron i i decided that for uh, donovan that for donovan mcnab's music we need some music for donovan mcnab now i mean you know he's an established guy he, I, I'm what, thinking like what that. kind of music would what would uh, qua, uh, you know signify Donovan McNabb? I'm thinking that song "High Five from They Might Be Giants might fit him pretty well. Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Let me see if Maybe. I can work on pulling it up while you guys talk about Donovan McNabb. <laughs> we we might be able to. That might be a good one. Um, yeah, McNabb. I thought he was very solid. He's got a little bit of that speed back, which. Uh, you know, Joe Theismann couldn't stop talking about Well, Joe Theismann couldn't stop talking the whole time anyway. He was giddy, dude. Um, he was just giddy. He couldn't believe the Redskins were doing golly. so well. <laughs> he was like yeah, a Yeah, but he girl. kept, like, talking about stuff. Yeah, yeah. He just kept talking about stuff over and over. But anyway, um, and not paying attention. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that uh, Donovan McNabb played very well. Um, it was nice to see him scramble around a little bit and move around because he's really good, you know, when he gets flushed out of the pocket. Basically, it was nice to see him do a bunch of stuff for us, even though it's the first preseason game, do a bunch of stuff for us that we got so sick of seeing him do against us, usually late in the fourth quarter of a game where we lose to the Eagles. It's really nice to see him helping us out in that same type of fashion um, with the move rolling out, the moving around out of the pocket, um, and even scrambling some. And, I mean, it's like night and day between watching him and Jason Campbell. And, and as you guys that have been listening to our podcast for a while know, We've all been big on Jason Campbell, um, but goodness, I mean, it was it was like 
it, it, it was like going from a college to a pro player almost between watching Campbell play in almost any game ever and watching McNabb play in that first game after the first series once he got warmed up. It was such a huge difference. Big and it really, you could tell on the field, things were clicking, things were moving really, really fast already. already. Yeah, dude. He looked, I mean, the fact that he was throwing passes more than two yards down the field was enough for me to be happy. <laughs> Jason Campbell threw uh, passes more than two yards down the field. Usually he threw them more than two yards past the intended receiver, too. Yeah, J- or he- I, yeah I saw those highlights from Jason Campbell's game against the uh, Romo and his backward hat-wearing gang. And, um, well, How'd he, look? he looked about the same. He kept – well, I just saw some highlights, and he was throwing a lot of little checkoffs. Yeah, what was the outcome of that game? They beat Dallas. Yeah, I know. And it was, and, and, that, that. and that's what's important, really, right? Well, not really. really that's the, what it comes down to. <laughs> not in preseason. If they beat them in regular season, I'd be much happier. It doesn't matter, dude. Well, if they sign another Redskin out there, they're going to be like the Redders instead of the Raiders out there. Dude, it's almost like the Redskins' boneyard out there. Rock. Yeah, yeah and that's that, well, that's saying something if they're taking the dregs from this 4-12 and 12 team. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man. That's right. Anyway, yeah. All right. Well, okay. If you guys are done with kicks, that's game balls. I mean, game dude. balls. Game balls. Let's move on. <laughs> it's time for this week's kicking the balls award. This week's kicking the balls award is brought to you by longtime sponsor Ridapoo. Aaron, I think you should go first on this one. On the kick in the balls awards? Well, that's easy. I've already, you know, foreshadowed it. I'm giving my kick in the balls award to none other than Carlos P. Rogers. <laughs> because he got totally burnt on a deep pass. And luckily, I mean, luckily it was a misthrown ball because he was yeah. burnt by five yards. It would have been a touchdown. Typical pump fake. It was like shock. Who got burned on that? Wow, it's Carlos Rogers. I'm so sorry. John, did Aaron just steal your kick? Um, well, you know, I was thinking about giving him my kick. Um, I was definitely thinking about giving Carlos Rogers my kick, because you guys know I love Carlos Rogers. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to give my kick to the other cornerback, um, D'Angelo Hall. Not that he had a terribly bad game. Not that he had any bad plays on the field. You know, he had that huge pick. And he ran it down um, about to the 11-yard line, um, setting up a Redskin score, touchdown. Um, I'm not even mad that he wussed out a little bit and ducked out of bounds because it's preseason. And just a couple years ago, I'm sure everyone remembers how Clinton Portis was giving it his all like he always did and then got his shoulder separated during a preseason game, making a tackle going the other way, I think off a of Campbell pick. So <laughs> I don't even mind that he ran out of bounds. What I do mind is that once he ran out of bounds, he got down on his knees and just celebrated like he was Jesus Christ incarnate on the field. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, In a preseason game. Oh, my God. Whoa. Look at me. What was that or about? Deion Sanders. Seriously. Or Deion or Sanders. De- or Deion Sanders, exactly. Yeah, dude, it's a preseason game. And those cheerleaders were looking at him like, dude, it's a preseason game. Get up. <laughs> yeah. I, it was like, seriously, dude. But, you know, that's – always the way D'Angelo Hall has been. He's one of those guys that emulates people like Dion instead of Daryl. So he's always going to be one of those self-promotion type of cornerbacks. He did have a nice pick, though. He totally poached that guy. 
Oh, he totally poached. And that, he did a great job on. And that pick he was just caused needs by, to act like he's been there before, dude. If I'm not mis- mistaken, was that pick caused by Adam Carricker getting into the backfield? It may have been, or it might be just the fact that uh, um, who was that quarterback? No, dude, there was some heavy pressure on him by someone, and I'm pretty sure it was Carricker. Yeah. Go back and watch the footage, but I'm pretty sure that's who it was, and I am still excited about that dude coming to the team. So I think he's going to be good. I think he'll bring he's one of those guys looking for a change of a change of a scenery, and hopefully it'll work out he, for him. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah he, I think he adds some good character to the team. Oh, oh man, oh, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> what is that music? That's not the Donovan McNabb music. I can tell you that. Um, I can't find the Donovan McNabb music. I don't know, but I'll tell you my kick. Uh, since John stole it, I was also going to kick D'Angelo Hall. So. Uh, Ah, so All right, then I'm going to throw in a kick for you, and I'm going to kick Devin Thomas because he sucked in the first half. I know he had that touchdown late, but that was against like the third and fourth round scrubs. Early in the game, first play, he totally screws up the kickoff. Like, I don't know what he was trying to do. And yeah. then, um, you know, he dropped a pass or maybe even two, I don't remember. There, no, he, he dropped at least one, and then there was one play that was an incompletion. And I was like, what is that crappy pass? But then, like, Joe Theismann and all his quarterback knowledge came in and was like, was most people look at that play as a simple incompletion. I look at it as Devin Thomas being three or four yards down the field from where he should have been. So. Dudes, I want to point I'm out. I'm going to have to trust Joe on that one. Yeah, yeah. I want to point out that, because uh, Joe was very excited. Um <laughs> I want Joe was very excited to be in the booth. <laughs> Joe was almost yeah, as really. pumped about this year as I am. I gotta say that though, I don't think anything excited Joe more or Redskins fans more during that game than watching Brandon Banks run that kickback. And I know none of us gave him. Yeah, the ball. dude, none of us, none of us gave him. But boy, does he deserve a shout out! You are totally right on that. Yeah, yeah he I, deserves a shout out. That was unbelievable. The way that punter at the very end of that just kind of looked at him and didn't even try to tackle him. I was like, what yeah. is that guy doing? I was like, did he step out of bounds? That dude didn't do anything. John just... Yeah, he, he about broke his legs. And, you know, maybe he was just like, I'm not going to give a huge effort to try to tackle some guy in preseason myself, being a punter and wussy and all like that. But, I mean, he he totally posterized that punter. I think his name is Mormon, the one from the Bills. He totally posterized him. I mean, he about broke his ankle. And he posterized him with hardly a move at all. It was just speed. He barely, yeah. he barely even changed direction. I know, dude. But you know what the coolest thing about that run back was? Well, actually, the second coolest thing. Number one, the coolest thing is that we found ourselves a guy to return punts and maybe even kicks if they'll try him <laughs> at that, too. But number two, the coolest thing about it was, was that little, like, eight-year-old kid dance that he did at the end of it. Yeah, instead of dancing at the beginning of it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cheap cool. Cheap shot. That was a cheap shot. You know, yeah, dude. like that guy that went back to the... The black and gold or wherever it is he went. Now, Brandon Banks did have one where he danced around and, like, flubbed the pun a little he bit. Did, he did. He did early on, but that was all forgotten when he ran that one back. I'm just saying. Was that his tribute yeah. to Randall L., that first one? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I had no. Yeah, that was his tribute. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you guys are missing. But from now on, they're going to look a lot more like this one. <laughs> I think, he, you, and, you know, um, we, we all complained about Randall L. dancing back there. Uh, you know, as as a human being, Randall L., great guy, always smiling, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
yeah. But man, I don't know when he, when he had to run back punts. I mean, the thing about it too, what was the interesting take on that, John? We were reading this coming back in the car, and somebody was writing about this. I forget who it was, and they said basically, you know, maybe it wasn't. It's not smart to stick receivers back there to return. You need a return guy for that because. They're, wor- they're worrying. Once they become, yeah. They're worrying. They're like, you know, okay, I'm going to return this, this kick or this punt, but man, then I got to get out on the field and I got to make these plays as a receiver. And that's where my team is really counting on me. So I'm just going to kind of ease up here. I'm not really going to give all that I can into this. Whereas if you got a return guy and that's their job, that's what they're going to focus on and that's what they're going to do. And I'm hoping that Brandon Banks will be that, uh, just the, that return guy or whoever it is, but Brandon Banks looks good. Um, you know, and, and that we're not trying to stick Santana Moss back there. Because, dude, imagine on a kickoff if Santana Moss gets smeared all over the field and gets hurt. I mean, you know, he's a big uh, – we need him in the receiving core. So I, I totally agree, and I, I can't for the life of me think of who who it was that was writing about this. Um, John, I don't know if you remember. But, you know, I, I don't remember who it was. But, yeah, it's a great, great point. I mean, you look at guys like Dante Hall – and uh, Devin Hester, two of the most dynamic return guys in the last 10 years or so, uh, as soon as they started, they, they they had great years returning, one or two years, and then they got inserted into the uh, starting lineup as a wide receiver, and the returns, their, their, their touchdowns and their yardage diminished drastically after that because, like it, Josh, like you were saying, we read in that article, they're suddenly worried about being a starting receiver and – a kick returner. And I mean, no one wants to just be a kick returner. They want to be a rec- starting receiver or starting running back or whichever. So what is, where's is their focus going to be? Yeah, dude. Um, you know, Brandon Banks may have earned himself a roster spot with that return. Maybe not quite yet, but I'm a little concerned that he's only like 140 some pounds and five foot seven, uh, six, five and six three quarters. Five, seven. Yeah, he's teeny, dude. He's going to get blasted. He's tiny. He's like a wee baby. Come here. I'm going to eat yeah, you. And it's funny. It's a small world because I was eating brunch at uh, this place in Raleigh this past weekend. And our yeah. and our waitress comes up and says, and we had our Redskins shirts on and everything. And she's like, oh, Redskins. She's like, so you know Mr. Brandon Banks? And I, and, and I was like, man, he had a great game, blah, blah, blah. She's like, yeah, he's my first cousin. She's like, we never thought growing up that he would ever make it this far in football because he's such a, you know, small guy. But she's like, but one thing we did know is he was the fastest thing we had ever seen. And, uh, you know, she said if, if his speed and his ability to, you know, actually miss tackles and all that doesn't get him there, then it's certainly nothing else will because he doesn't have the size for it. <laughs> so Yeah, dude, Brandon Banks got down the field. I mean, his his legs were moving at like those little five foot seven legs. They were moving at like a hummingbird speed. Like he got <laughs> down. That was seventy. That was a really fast seventy seven yards he covered. I mean, it was like three three and a half seconds. It seemed. I don't remember exactly what, but he got down there real fast. John, I like yeah. that man. And by the way, his his numbers five seven one hundred and forty two pounds are his official numbers. All wet, dude. I li- I like that man. Uh, I think we should start calling him the hummingbird. Hummingbird speed. His legs move so fast you can't even barely tell. They're, it's, it's, they're moving too fast to see. Hummingbird banks. Hummingbird. I like his it. Little humming- Brandon, hummingbird banks. Coin his little hummingbird. You heard it here first. The hummingbird. Brandon Banks. The humming the humming gray banks. Dude, so you'll hear it on um, the Bleacher Report in a couple of weeks that they've suddenly discovered his nickname is Hummingbird and they came up with it or something. I'm sure. Right. Ooh, Kevin Lee. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you'll just have to refer back to uh, episode 220 of Harry Hog Football. And, uh, you know, you, you get a lot of stuff here first. You start listening to Harry Hog Football. And it's not that necessarily that we know it, uh, but somehow we find ourselves saying things, and, and then it seems to be, you know, the first time it's come out. So it's it's always been kind of interesting. Yeah, weeks or months later, someone, you'll hear it somewhere else, and you're just like, dude, they totally took that from us. <laughs> yeah, really? it happens a lot. Yep. That's what happens when you're on the cutting edge like Harry Hogg football. Is. That's right. That's right. Um, well, what do we got? We got a break coming up, Aaron? Yeah, on that note. Take a little break here. Come on back uh, and yeah, talk yeah. about the uh, game versus the Bills anymore. Yeah, let's go ahead. We're going to take a break here. Come back. We're going to talk about the Bills. Some more about the Bills. Ah. And then after that, we're going to talk about some signings. Maybe some cuts. I don't know. And um, I think that's about it. So we'll talk to you guys right after the break. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade, and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757-259-9377. Yo, yo, we're back. John, you done taking your leak? You done wiggling your wire? <laughs> yo, all I did was I came back and I heard wiggling wire. What? I said, is John Dude, done wiggling, wiggling the wire? You are. <laughs> well, not now. Uh, so anyway, how about that game against the Bills? <laughs> Dude, that game was reminiscent of the Super Bowl. It was rather reminiscent of the Super Bowl because the Bills, yeah, it really was because, you know, the Super Bowl 26, it was 37-24, but it really wasn't anywhere near that close. The Redskins gave up those two late touchdowns. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of like that in this game. They gave up some late touchdowns to, uh, you know, it was scrubs on scrubs. Dude, but, yeah, but, we, totally destroyed but we were talking scrubs. about this a little bit and the whole scrubs on scrubs thing. When we got to that point after... Rex Grossman played his, you know, his time, and we'll talk about that in a minute, I'm sure. 
Um, oh, yeah. But um, when we got to the point where it was scrubs on scrubs, you know, what I was saying, what really what really hit me, man, was how awful we've been playing. The Redskins have been playing so awful over the past few years. When we got to the scrubs on scrubs, right. that's what it's felt like for the past few years. It was like, whoa, you know, this is, You're right, this is like what we've been playing for the past few years. I mean – yeah, the Redskins played exceptionally, like, a hundred times better in that game than I thought they would, except for the first series. The first series, I was like, great, here we go again. <laughs> and then, yeah, I was just like, whoa. Now, would you say this? that that was the first series uh, offense and defensive problem, here we go again, or was it more of a defense yeah. thing? Both of them. The offense looked like crap on the first series, too. They got one first down with that third and long pass to Cooley. Cooley. Got you know, Portis went around and got like one yard or two yards and whatnot, and it looked yeah, it pretty just much. Took them a minute to get their legs under them, but but the the offense picked it up a lot faster than the defense. The defense we're we're gonna need to expect. I think especially the running game. I think we're gonna we're gonna have some. Excuse me, we're gonna have a little bit of disappointment early in the season because it's a much bigger change from four three to three four than it is for the uh, offense to change. Yeah, yeah. And Portis, remember, is used to that running. That's where he made made his bread and butter in that running system with those stretch plays. Uh-huh. So, Before getting traded here. I mean, and this is the other thing. The players seemed all pumped up because they were like, dudes, we're only running like a small percentage of our plays. Yeah, yeah. I And, and uh... I don't want. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that, dude. I don't want our <laughs> listeners to get too pumped up over this huge victory over the the Bills in preseason, mm-hmm. who are pretty much like we were last year, but in a crappier conference, so they got two more wins. Yeah, I, I mean division. Um, How did you guys and, feel and about? Don't get too excited. Also, we're. I think we're going to be in big, big trouble. I, I don't know what we're going to do with backup. I know Rex Grossman is basically our our backup, the number two guy. That Beck Man, guy I don't know sucked. about y'all, but I cannot stand Rex Grossman. I have not liked him ever since the Redskins played the Bills in the season opener in 2005, and he sucked in that game, and then he got hurt, and they had to put in Kyle Orton, who ended up almost beating us in that game. We only won it 9-7. to mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know he went on and took the Bears to the Super Bowl, and he sucked in that game. And, I, and if you notice, I didn't say that he led the Bears to the Super Bowl. I said he took the Bears to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's kind of in line with those guys like Brad Johnson in the 2000 <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. or, or uh, uh, Trent Dilfer from, what was it, 99 when the Ravens went and won, except those guys Dilfer. actually won the Super Bowl. I mean, neither one of those guys are great quarterbacks <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, but Dude. they actually won Super Bowls. Rex Grossman couldn't even do that with a absolutely killer stellar defense behind him. He's... I mean, he had two passes that he is so lucky did not get poached and go back for six. Oh yeah, two well, dude, passes. There's got to be something that maybe, there's got to be something that Shanahan and everybody saw in him to you know to bring him in here. I well, mean, he knows the system. Yeah, and we got he rid got, of. Did uh, you see? We got rid of um, you know what's his face, uh, Colt Brennan. Colt, Colt Brennan. I almost said Colt McCoy. Colt Brennan. Uh, we got rid of him. <laughs> Uh, Dude, we needed to get rid of Todd Collins. That was ridiculous how much that guy was getting paid as a backup. He's getting like $2 million a year to be the backup. But anyway. Here you go, Vinny. Enough about that old regime. Here's what I'm talking about with, um, what's his face? Rex Grossman. He got player of the game in that game, and Joe Theismann was all like, oh, 
Rex Grossman, ah. He like, loved oh, was... Rex Grossman. He just couldn't stop gushing about Rex Grossman. But, dude, this face effects, like John pointed out, that one at the end zone to Fred Davis should have been a pick right. six. Easily. Yep. And he then threw the... another one at the other side of the field, on the right side. Yeah, where he threw it on the dude's wrong shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. He did and get lucky. That he did get lucky. There were a couple of times it's like, and... man, you were lucky. And again, he did make some nice plays too. The game, but Rex Grossman has always had trouble doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Dude, don't write always. him off yet, dude, because he did have a few. I mean, he had some good plays in there too. He did. I agree. And, yeah. and John, I know you were like very against him, but what I was going to say, I don't really have a problem with the guy because I've never really paid that much attention to him. And you know, now that he's a Redskin, <laughs> now that he's a Redskin, I kind of have to go back and uh, you know, I guess pay a little more attention and say, okay, what has he done? What is he bringing to the Redskins? How will this affect us? And, um, you know, I, I'll tell you what he's going to bring to the Redskins. He's going to bring a clipboard to every game, hopefully. Well, the problem with McNabb, though, and though, and one thing I noticed about him is that he has got the thickest flak jacket I've ever seen on an NFL quarterback. That thing adds, that thing's got to be like two inches thick all the way around his entire chest. It's massive. And if and we know how he's been injured. He had the sports hernia. He had the knee, all sorts of problems. If he gets hurt and he goes out, I mean, you know, it's hard to find a good backup in the NFL anyway. But if he gets hurt and he goes out, we might be in trouble. I don't know, dude. Then again, maybe they'll just run the ball. I don't know, dude. Just did run you, the hell out of the ball because Clinton Portis looked awesome. Did you guys see that movie, The Hurt Locker? Yeah. Uh, no, John told me it was really good though. It is really good. Yeah. I mean, that suit. That's like what Donovan McNabb is wearing to play football in, dude. <laughs> All in, I want to say something else too. The offensive line looked really good in this game, even with Stefan Heyer in there. You know yeah. why, dude? You know why? It's like reverse, um, reverse Samson and Delilah complex or whatever. Didn't he like shave all his <laughs> locks off? He's like, you know, yeah, they're gone. He's got a shaved head now. He's serious. It's all dude, serious. I noticed yeah, he the, did that. The, I noticed yeah. a lot of times though, and I never noticed this last year, really. But I noticed a lot of times with Stefan Heyer on the back side, they kept having him do those cut blocks. And he was pretty good at them, too. He would just go find his dude and dive down on his feet. Yeah, I don't know. Out. To me, his body looked less noticeably odd. Um, <laughs> I think they taught him to get down. I think they taught him to get down a little bit. I don't, know. I don't know what it was. You know, anybody that's listened to us. Stefan, you need to get down. <laughs> anybody that's listened to us in the past knows that when we talk about Stefan Heyer, we. We call him old Odd Body Higher. And to me, it, it, his body looked less odd or something. I don't know <laughs> what it was, but maybe... Uh, it was unworldly oddly. Maybe I'll retract that statement next week after seeing him play against the Ravens or something this week. Yeah, because he's going to have to go up against some tough deeds. Yeah, he's going to well, have to go is Jamal Brown playing? defensive ends. Is Jamal yeah, Brown playing? Yeah, we don't playing? know yet. The word, they have not... Uh, they have not said anything about anyone particular being in or out, but we do know that um, Larry Johnson is starting, and we're expecting to see fast Willie Parker get some uh, carries yeah, yeah. as well, or and, used to be. And before I forget about this, I keep like seeing all this crap online where people are making comments to like you know web posts on like WashingtonPost.com and whatnot, where they're like, "Well, did you see the receivers that moved down and the ones that moved up? How did that happen?" It's like, dude, seriously. Shanahan is putting the dudes on the on the top of the depth chart that he wants to look at this week, telling you that that's who's going to be playing first. It right. doesn't we, mean yeah, there's and, and we talked about that with in the running first backs. place or anything. You know, we talked about the same thing with the running backs. I mean, it's like 
just because Ryan Terrain is not a is listed for it doesn't mean he's not gonna you know. Oh, did I talk about that? Already? Yeah, we talked about that with the running backs. So I mean, yeah. Oh, I don't remember. It seems so long ago for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, I mean, other than that, I think it was a great game, you know, against the Bills, but I don't think we should get all excited like Theismann and, uh, you know, get super, um, I don't know, just out of our minds over it because it is preseason. Everybody's still feeling things out. It's preseason for everybody. And... Oh, just because we were th- playing halfway decent doesn't mean that the Bills just didn't have a really crappy night. Um, yeah, they suck. So, uh, dude, one thing I want to point out before I forget that Gordon Gano, dude, the guy from the um, Violent Femmes lead singer, that's now our kicker. <laughs> dude, he was crushing those things on kickoffs. Dude, he was crushing those things. You're exactly right. I wrote a note down about it. He was killing it, like end zone. Yeah, like I was like, did they move the? Uh, kickoff spot back to the 35 because he was crushing them down there so that'll be interesting to watch he didn't kick one field goal but he made all of his extra points so it'll be interesting to see that and our punter did we even punt did we punt once in the game maybe because i don't remember any on the punts. first possession yeah we punted yeah, once. i don't I remember our punter didn't get much work yeah neither, so. neither did our um, new long snapper yeah, that well, our new long snapper wasn't there. Well, you know, the old one was. What's his face? Sunderberg. Sunberg or whatever but, his name was. Sun, yes. Sun Sunberg about to get Cutberg. Yeah. Speaking of that, yeah. Let's talk about the guys. Let's talk about the roster moves and the roster not moves yeah. that uh, have happened since the last podcast. Good segue, dude. Josh uh, James Durth, also known as James Darth Vader, um, they brought in as a long snapper. And where did he play, John? He's a veteran. Correct? Um. He was the long snapper for the Jets for a very long time. He's 34, and he was cut by them in a, uh, a youth movement because they were trying to go with a younger guy, kind of like the Redskins not re-signing uh, the long snapper, who was 39. James and the Jets. So we'll probably see James Durth get some uh, play time this week against the Ravens. Yeah, so he has a good, he has a pretty good resume. Like, he's he's been a pretty solid guy. They just cut him trying to get younger, allegedly. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, some other signings from the week that might interest you, even though they're not Redskins anymore. Uh, the Saints signed uh, Liddell Betts, um, so uh, I don't know how that's going to really help them. But you know, good. I don't know. Good job, Liddell. We were talking about that world champions. Uh, yeah, because it's like, what's up with that backfield? Seriously. Yeah, their backfield. I mean, they got what Mike Bell, and they've got of course uh, Reggie Bush. And 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 Thomas, I think, was the other guy. And all three of those running backs are very talented, but all three of them are so injury prone. And I know Betts actually worked out for them a couple of weeks ago and was not signed. So something's going on there. They had to pick him up for some depth. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens there. Some other signings. Brian Westbrook, thank goodness, went to the 49ers. Talk about oft injured. Yeah, and it's funny. Liddell Betts, going back to that, Liddell Betts getting signed as insurance for three guys that are oft injured when we know that Liddell Betts gets injured all the time. And mm-hmm. in the last few years, so has Brian Westbrook. Randy Thomas, signed by the Dolphins. Yep. This just in. Yep, breaking news. Randy Thomas is now a member of the Dolphins. Um, I thought Randy Thomas had a year or so left in him, personally. Well, we don't know yet. We'll see. We will see. All I know is that I saw him on Comcast a couple years ago baking cookies on the grill and then putting pieces of butter, like cutting pieces off a stick of butter, 
and putting them all like a little square of butter on top of each of the cookies and then handing them over to people like, mm, eat that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. I bet they tasted really good. They looked really good, but man. Oh, oh, oy, my cholesterol. Sounds pretty good. Um, dude, next week, all right, that pretty much wraps it up for this week, guys. Um, and Josh said. And Josh said. And Josh said. And Josh said. said. What? What did I say? <laughs> it's not working. I called it. There it goes. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway. I called uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, what was I going to say? Next week, dudes, after we see this next game, Harry Hog Football is going to give an in-depth report about this wide receiver situation. And... Because it's pretty much a mess right now, and it's kind of wide open of who's going to make this. Yeah, game. dude, we'll get to see. Uh, we'll run into uh, Jim Zorn this week. Yeah, that's right. Zorn. So we get to see his offensive genius on the field. Well, quarterbacking genius. His offensive. He's, he's gone back to being the quarterback's coach. Yeah. So. He didn't even have to move. He still lives in the same house. <laughs> so um, we get to see that, but I want to talk about the wide receivers next week and. We yeah. got the wild card. Malcolm Kelly's still sitting out, and if he's going to get on the field, he's and he's so cut, these dudes like Brandon Banks and um, Anthony Armstrong and Terrence, make it. Terrence John's favorite, Miles Austin. And, <laughs> oh, 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 um, Roy Dell, Joey. We got Santana. Yeah, how old is Joey Galloway anyway? Is he like, is he 40? I think he's 30, 38. Dude, he's old. And yeah, he's still he's... number two, and I'm, I'm thinking he's going to make the team. But anyway, enough about that. We'll talk about you, that. Dude, you just called Next him number two. Harry Hog Football. You just called him number two, man. He's a number two. <laughs> hey, in the he's meantime, in the meantime, everybody out there, uh, if you have something to say to us, go ahead and shoot us an email, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at harryhog and become a friend on Facebook or yeah, and or it, whatever you do there. Another shout out to the Dallas Sucks Flag creator David Lee at David Lee Legal. Um, although he might Legal be cutting, in, he might be cutting into a lot of his clientele by you know hating Dallas so much because that could be a lot of his livelihood from those criminals. That's true. All the Dallas, all the all, well, dude, they're not real Dallas fans. All the real Dallas fans we already talked about, they were all at the Hall of Fame, and they didn't even fill up the stadium. That's true. All right, well, we'll talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Redskins. And as always, if you see a Cowboys fan... You know what to do. Joker! Joker!